What are we doing? We're here for episode 37. And what do we, what, what's in it? <laughs> Laryngitis, world voice day, and finding a voice coach. Ooh, sounds interesting. Mm. Then. All right, here we go. We've yep. got more cameras today, haven't we? Yeah, we're there. Locked, locked and loaded. There and here. So a little bit of a close up. Yeah. We've got any music today to kick off? We've got some music. We missed that last time. We've got some music. Yeah. It's by a chap called Sean. Right. He's actually he's actually partly related to me. He's my girlfriend's cousin. All right. Um, but he's got a really cool band called Posture. Um, and this is, uh, I just can't wait to see my girl. Okay. But, uh, there's no video. There's no video. Ooh. So I'm just going to play it and then we're just going to have to... <clears throat> it's going to get weird, isn't it? You have to improvise a little bit, so... Right. I just don't because it, how how you know how interesting is it to watch two people sat on a couch listening to a piece of music? <laughs> that's good. This is the lowest. I think it's the lowest we've ever been. So that is yeah, that's posture. Posture. I just can't wait to see my girl. What mm. does that remind you of? Does that remind you of any artist? Beach. Reminds me of the. Oh, beach. it's very beachy. Yeah, In yeah. fact, I think on their like little synopsis thing, they say like something like summer's coming. Or, oh really? Imagine, mm. you know, imagine it's a bit, a bit like that, a bit like a summer tune, yeah, uh, surfy tune or whatever. Um, it sounds pretty nineties as well, yes. doesn't it? It's pretty nineties. I can't think of the bands like I don't know, Cooler Shaker. Yep. Do you remember those guys? Yeah, I remember them. wasn't really into it, but no, definitely not. Not like those kind of nineties. I think it was more like boy bands at the time, and that was just. A you were into boy bands, weren't you? Yeah. Which ones? Um, like A One. Which is a road. Yeah. And Isn't it? Is that what they're named after? There's um, the A1. Girl on TV, they were called Pretty Young Thing, I think they're called. Were they? They're really good. When MTV just, well, when I first got MTV, and this is just the best thing because Britney Spears was on the chair. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and let's face it, yeah. little bit of a crush on Britney Spears oh, back in the wow. day. Yeah, let's not talk Lost about it. that. So, what are we doing? Um, well, we basically, uh, before we get into the meat of today's show, which is basically laryngitis. Uh, and finding a voice coach. Mm. First of all, I mean, we've both been on holiday. Travelling. Travelling. Uh, you went to China, which must have been an interesting experience. It, Only yeah. because I know what you're like in other countries. Oh, what am I like then? It, it's the if food. you know so much. It's the food, isn't it? Presented <laughs> with something that you can't <laughs> discern. Right? Yeah. Covered in sauce and is mystery meat. Mystery meat. I'm not... <laughs> 
because I just no. wonder, like, did you get any? Did you get any of those moments where you pick apart your whole thing and for about five minutes and then just go? I can't do. Didn't it. even go there. The beauty of it is, is that um, you put what you want on your plate. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Every dinner, every dinner, yeah. So it's like round table, you know. Did spin. you eat at the same t- same place every night then? No, it's just everywhere's the same. Like if you eat kind of the local stuff, right? That wasn't it. Wasn't Western hotels. Even though we stayed in Western hotels, it wasn't. We didn't eat there. So yeah, it's literally bowl of rice in the middle. Put it in the little bowl, and then um, just dishes start coming out one after the other around the table. And right. I had to skip the first four. <laughs> Were they meat? Well, it's just like you know, in this country, I mean, Chinese is the lowest of my takeaway. If I had to get takeaway, it's bottom. Because it's all yes, yeah, that kind of synthetic MSG. sweet, yeah. Just um, and people said, I don't know if you've heard this, but people say, "Oh, Chinese food isn't like that, really." Definitely is <laughs> exactly the same. And um, <laughs> and uh, but in here, I, I kind of, uh, I don't know. Like I feel like here, the, the you know the meat isn't great. They're going to be using in these places. It's not going to be the leanest cuts. Do you know what I mean? Or the. Or, or they're not going to be sourced from grass-fed farms. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's going to be what they can get hold of yeah. for mass production. So you've got that added to some of the kind of weird stuff that the Chinese do. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't want to say weird. It's just different to me. It's very different. Yeah, yeah. I just think that, that nondescript meat is in some sort of batter with some sweet stuff around the outside. You've got no idea what's going on. I'd rather not. So I'm basically vegetarian for 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> Did you lose some some mass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. lost a lot of mass. I came by back. Looks I was a bit weasel, man. <laughs> <laughs> weasel man. <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> Get those tries in there. I got a horseshoe. Um, but that was cool. Um, int- it wasn't cool. It was interesting. As was <laughs> the rest of the culture. Like, um, just one thing. I don't want to go on about it, but I found it really interesting. The climbed the Great Wall which was amazing yeah but the um, some of the some of the, the um, information we received whilst going around the, our point of contact over there she, she said um, about the language and I don't know much about other languages because I'm English I don't need to right <laughs> but, no, and I feel bad about that and ignorant yeah I'd love to be able to learn another, another language or I'd love to actually learn one so yeah I'm ignorant and this happens in other languages I'm sure but the fact that like one word means 28 different things mm. and um, she gave the example of ma ma and the way that it's um, the way that it's written the the marks above the the vowel give a different uh, meaning mm-hmm. so ma means I think it means more than because even without a mark above it, it it means something but um, in this situation she gave four so like ma and you literally write it like a, if you write a, a, a line horizontally above it's kind of said ma 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 like that ma and that means mother right but if it's written like so it's going to be reversed for the camera so it's like up from uh, left corner to right top um ma 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 like a question mm-hmm. and that's how are you right the third so you say ma ma that'd be ma ma that'd be how mother. are you mum Probably. Ma, ma. I, I think ma, you might want to check that before we start. <laughs> Let us know. The third one. If, you, if you're Chinese. Written like this, and I have to draw it. Ma, ma is horse. You don't want to get that one wrong, do you? And then the well, th- not if you're going to say, what if you want to say, get on my horse? You could say, get on my mum. 
by accident. No wonder you can get yourself in trouble. <laughs> Fourth is the other way. Matt. It is kind aggressive. Kind of downwards is it? and is it aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, the onset, you know, it's like, Matt. It's not. <laughs> but it's just, so, and that means fighting, of all things, which makes sense. So there you go. There's your story of Matt. You, where have you been? Where have you been? That and is what my favourite. I think that's my favourite bit. What of anything, <laughs> Matt? Uh, I went to I went to Italy. It was amazing. Uh, I just ate loads of food, drank loads of wine, uh, which is something that I don't do often. Yep. It was an amazing holiday until all of my luggage got stolen. Excellent. <laughs> Last day. So some urchins broke into our car. Wow. And stole the luggage. Um, so I'm starting again. You know, with the wardrobe. Never mind about that. Um, my travel insurance had expired about three days before as well, which is really helpful. Remember that time we flew to LA and I was doing the travel insurance renewal in the airport yeah. as we were having breakfast? Like yeah. that's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. typical with me. your bank, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's typical me. I go to travel and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, whoops, yeah. I forgot to Until do my travel insurance. And then, uh, you know, the t by the time we'd remember to do ours, we were already in Italy. And the... <laughs> the um, and your stuff had been stolen. Yeah, the, yeah, well, no, the policy document says um, uh, the insurance is not valid if the trip has already started. So you're like, okay, never uh, mind. You know, never mind. Okay, failed this time. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, and the only trip that I get all of my stuff stolen mm. was that one. So, moral of the story is... <sighs> Um, don't go to Italy. Yeah, I mean, I thought it might be, you know, be more prepared with insurance, but um, stay, I think stay just at don't home. go to Italy. Stay at home, lock yourself honest. indoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't trust anyone. No. Don't worry about insurance. Um, yeah, that's that's um, not great, mate. Thousands? Thousands? Yeah. Yeah. Hence why my beard's a little bit out of control at the moment, because they stole my shaver. Oh. I haven't had time to get one back, amongst other things. Could be worse. Amongst my pants. Could be. As well. You know what I mean? Yeah. As they're sorting through, just holding up my undercrackers and my girlfriend's undercrackers. Times like this, you do have to think, you know, what? Yeah, right. You don't want that, do you? Weird. Yeah. They're all worn. At least give them back. Worn. At least give them back. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's give them back. Um, but yeah, it's just like times like this, you've got to find some sort of place where you can feel okay that, you know, it could have been worse. I don't know how. Yeah, well, it, well you know, it didn't take as much checking in at the airport yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's put it that way we saved time uh we didn't have to go to baggage reclaim on the way back so yeah. jokes on you guys mm. and at least you and and, and at least you had to you know you lost your excess as well in your car yeah i lost my excess because they broke least, the handle on the a, car that's a good one as well so thanks pisa all while we were taking pictures of people pushing the tower of pisa yeah <laughs> we just Please go to the Leading Tower of Pisa and take pictures of people who are doing the whole... It is funny. Yeah. It is funny watching those people do that. But maybe that's karma. Yeah, it could be. Mocking them Taking in. the mick out of everyone else. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's the holidays What are we done. here to do? Uh, we're here to... First thing. <laughs> World Voice Day. Oh, yeah. Fanfare, something. Big music. Um, World Voice Day is next Saturday, April the 16th. Is that right? Check my notes. April the 16th. This will be the first time we've remembered to mention it, I think, which yeah. is... At least a step forward. Well, definitely a step what forward. We doing, what are we doing for it? Because let's remember that it's, it's a day that recognises the significance of the human voice in our lives. 
which is quite powerful. And obviously, obviously uh, the vo human voice is really quite uh, prevalent in our in our world. professions and our yeah. lives. Yeah. So, has that changed anything then? What are we going to do to celebrate that? I think we're going out for your birthday, aren't we? Good point. Good point. Can't it is that day, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. No, sorry. Got other plans. Yeah. So. so maybe we'll just leave it to other people to do stuff. <laughs> In which case, go to world-voice-day. <laughs> they made that easy. Dot org. Hyphen. Uh, dash hyphen, whatever you want. And on there, you can actually see the events. Uh, all around the world, so you can click on your country, look at the events, there's loads of events going on, none of which are ours, which is maybe maybe slightly embarrassing, but you know. You can't do it all. Can't, you can't. Especially when it's your birthday. It's my birthday, so anybody that wants to celebrate that, let me know. <laughs> Come along. Come along. We won't tell you the venue, because yeah. you know, some of you are mental. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, World Voice Day, go and celebrate that. Uh, the other thing, now we can get into the subjects actually. Mm. So thanks to everyone who's been um, providing us with questions. There's got a few coming through. I'll rattle one off, right? This question is from Andy Flump Clark. I've just come down with laryngitis and can't even speak right now. I have a spate of gigs coming up starting in two weeks. Any advice? It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Laryngitis. What is laryngitis, anyway? So, laryngitis is inflammation. Long story short, anything with itis on the end just means you're going to be... You're going to be puffy. <laughs> yeah. And when you, when you think of it that way, again, I, I, we just very quickly from the start approach this as... So many things happen to us human beings that are just normal and you know, it just happens, you get a cold or get over it, you pussy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, um, but, but actually... If do people say that? Do you say that to people? All the time, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. In the studio. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Got a good yeah, yeah. business, have you? Yeah. Straight. Just attack. Oh, sorry. Say a bit. Yeah. I've lost it. The, um, yeah, so, so things that happen... But, but truly with singers, the cold, which... The cold, what, I mean, what is a cold? A cold is like uh, a mixture of swelling, um, the body's defense system causing inflammation, sw swollen tissue, blood flow to the tissue so that um, the proteins can get there to, to fix stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Swollen tissue, um, it, as a result, causes mucus, then we're coughing loads of stuff all over the place. That's what a cold is. But oftentimes, it, the word cold is, I've got a cold, that's what loads of people get, I'm fine, I'll just get on with it. But now if you really consider the components of what a cold is, like it's the it's a horrendous environment to sing in. Mm. It's 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 the worst. The 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 tissue, the delicate linings of the tissue, the, the tension that's required is completely just blown out in the time that it's swollen. Mm. So it's the worst. It's the worst situation you can be in. Aside from having that as hard stuff, which is nodules, right? Like, it's, it's the worst, isn't it? So it really needs to be given the respect that it, that it deserves, I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So in, in short, inflammation, laryngitis, inflammation of the larynx, it's like, if you can not sing, don't sing. Yeah, that's crucial, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, do you know what? It's, it's not what people consider, usually. Mm. Um, but you pussy. You pussy, yeah. They're being soldiers, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. They're soldiering on, but... If we were to put into context then, 
what a cold, like a cold that's got out of control. I, inflammation is all over you. It's getting towards the larynx. Maybe you're singing already um, and continuing to sing with a cold and that can exacerbate the inflammation, right? Mm. So if you sing on inflammation, the inflammation will get worse. Yeah. So that could be reason number one as to why not to sing on a cold that's affecting your larynx and or something that might have already turned into laryngitis. And just to jump in there for is on that subject of making it worse <clears throat> is that sometimes in lessons, teachers and all singers, you can get a sound, you can get a sound, weird, but you can make a sound and often t teachers can get the student who's walked in going, I'm screwed, I need something from my voice here, can you help me? And, and a teacher can work something in order to make a sound mm -hmm. that's close to something that they might have had before, but that will often mean more tension, more air, exacerbating the problem. So just because you've got a sound that is close to what you would normally get when you're healthy doesn't mean that it was the right choice to make on that day. Yeah. I mean, right. you could be forcing it out, yeah, right? exactly. Just yeah. forcing yeah. it out. Just an experience. We cannot, as a teacher, instead of saying, go away. Yeah. Go and which rest. Which is probably the best choice. It's like, oh, I've got to do something today. They want to sing today, so I've got to get them singing. Mm. No, you don't. No, no, not necessarily. <clears throat> if, you, if you force it... Um, Really bad vocal injuries can occur, mm. as we know, because like you said, inflammation, uh, getting out of control on the larynx, it can get out of control more if you sing on it. Inflammation engorges the veins around the vocal cords. If those veins are engorged, then the vibration of the vocal cords can easily rupture one of those veins. That's when you get a hemorrhage, okay? So if you're... If you're really inflamed or you're somebody who sings high volume, say if you're a belter and you've got laryngitis, I mean, that's just, you're asking for trouble, mm. right? So hemorrhages can occur. Hemorrhages can easily turn into polyps, you know, like fairly catastrophic vocal problems. Hence why, again, go home and rest. It's the best idea, isn't it, mm, um, mm, mm. for this particular situation. But let's put someone in a situation where they absolutely cannot rest. Mm. Then what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's, what's the channel now? Yeah, so before that, I want to just... One thing you said there, which was um, about the journey of uh, catastrophe. Mm -hmm. from, from just doing a normal thing, which is singing on a slightly, slightly swollen larynx. Um, remember that the um, remember out there, guys. That the it can come from a virus and bacteria, but it, it, most of the time, inf uh, laryngitis will come from abuse. Yes, itself. <clears throat> so again, that comes all the way back to efficient singing to then not end up with a, a mess later on down the line. Yes, right, hundred um, percent. If somebody absolutely has to sing that night, that day, whatever, mm. and they have this problem, what's the way forward? Yeah. Um, so the two, th again, I can't, I can't answer a question. We can't answer questions directly, can we? It's a mess. But just to say, this is why uh, the approach of having an anti-inflammatory approach to life, yep, uh, in terms of the food you eat and what you do, is massive, because we, everyone, it said, is constantly inflamed. 
in our bodies, especially as you get older, because the body isn't regenerating as much as it did before when we were little. Um, and we're eating crap. We're eating crap. That exacerbates We're thinking more, which, I mean, I'm looking so much into brain inflammation at the moment mm-hmm. and its mm-hmm. effects, because I feel like I've got it most of the time. Right? <laughs> um, but truly, honestly, like... There's pressure in there, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and, it, and it, it's logical. The, the, the more that neurons are fighting, the more work it's doing, something's got to happen. And I just yeah. feel like the world we live in, and, and if you're self-employed or other everyone's got their things going on like stress um i mean my head feels fine most of the time so does that mean i'm pretty vacant i mean i feel a little bit you or i want to say you said that i didn't say it just thinking a bit about what you said but i feel a little bit um inflamed and so uh yeah so thinking uh foods environment everything just goes ends up as being like chronically inflamed sorry about that it can be a bit depressing but that's the battle we've got sorry right? about yeah. that um everything comes with an apology i think normally doesn't it yeah sorry yeah. about that good yeah. luck with that yeah good luck uh but but um accept that the fact that's happening um are you a fan of specific stuff? I mean, fish oils are amazing. Amazing, as apparently. Part of a- yeah, from studies, they're the thing that have been studied the most in yes. terms of supplements mm-hmm. um, and, and how they can reduce inflammation in the body. Uh, we don't but get- but do you, am I right in saying over actually sustained period of time? Because, you know, you can't... Not like an ibuprofen. Is that how you say it? Mm. Oh, I, mm. I always get it wrong. So do I. Um, you can pop that. That's obviously more instant. But mm. fish mm. oils are more like... Um, to systemically put them in your system. It takes three months, something like that, for your body to be circulating good anti-inflammatory sort of uh, responses. Is that right? Exactly, you, yeah. They're not, they're not the same as a... And this, but they can have the same effect, can't they? Yeah, because it comes down to, for me, um, it's always like yin and yang. You know, I've been in China. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but just... Protocons, this side, this side. And, and I just feel like the world we live in today, we are constantly, as you say, constantly feeding our bodies. And it may not be to a massive amount, but definitely feeding our bodies sources of inflammation mm-hmm. the whole time, just gradually. So to counter that, we gradually add things that are anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. over the course of time. But that said, sometimes we do things that uh, cause inflammation quickly mm-hmm. added to if we continue down this road and don't add in any gradual anti-inflammatory this starts to just spike mm-hmm. and we end up like an inferno inside but yeah so i see but so, so the world we're living in doesn't really help us out here and maybe we do actually need some like man as everything we're, in, we're ingesting is man-made and giving us loads of problems actually is there a and i'm not advocating the use of drugs or steroids but is it actually we need to accept the fact that everything we're doing is friggin' man-made and killing us so do we need to create some man-made stuff that's actually gonna uh, offset the problems do you know what i mean yeah and hence we're on steroids aren't yeah, we yeah yeah <laughs> no, we're not on steroids the subject oh sorry the topic, <laughs> yeah. the topic. might look I know like it looks like it, yeah. yeah this is you're there before me so um um, yeah, so sorry, that's a bit of a rant about, like, I just feel... No, but I think you're right. I think it's important for um, not just Andy, but I know some... There's quite probably quite a few people out there that suffer from recurrent laryngitis. Mm. Uh, things that... It's just, it's just three, four times a year, and, you know, those people could easily be quite stressed. Yep. You know, or abusing the voice... Sometimes, like, you can't help it. Like a teacher, for instance. You know, teachers just talk constantly. Loud, loud, talk, talk. Oi, stop doing that, blah, 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 blah. 
So yeah, there's stresses there. Yeah. Physically and mentally on some people. So the life they, choice. Yeah, the life choices, the career choices. They are huge factors. And if someone's looking to obviously, you know, try and try and prevent yeah. situations like Andy's. Yeah. You know, looking more towards go and live in a cave. Yeah, prevention. Yeah, yeah. Just get yourself out of normal life because it's probably stitching you up. Really, yeah. That really, truly, I truly believe that. If we all lived in a cave, everyone would be like, just skipping around, loving life. Am I going to have to kill my food then? That's a good point. Good you point. wouldn't do that, would you? No, no. So you wouldn't bash your rabbit's head. Let's let's allow like some other people to do all the retail. <laughs> No, so, so like living in a cave. So who's going to kill? I'm just interested. Who's going to kill all the animals? Somebody else. Yeah, but you're going to eat them, aren't you? If I must. <laughs> so, as long as they're not covered in some sauce. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. batter. So, and I don't know what it is. So I live in a cave is the first approach to... Andy. 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 Step one. Live in a cave. Step two, steroids. <laughs> that right up <laughs> sorry no so um, step two is, is, is natural approach can you can you can you eat some blooming turmeric or something do you know what I mean I've got a cracking book upstairs medicinal chef or something yeah this is that good I remember the title I'll, I'll find it um, but um, yeah just all of the ingredients that will add to over the time compounding to a, a anti-inflammatory diet cool third step steroids people and, and why do we say steroids B- purely because they are an absolute last resort. Last resort. And, it, no, and we really want to say, even though we joked about like uh, man-made stuff and encountering man-made life with products, steroids, uh, I've never taken them, mm-hmm. contrary to popular belief. Mm. Uh, but no, we haven't. And, and we wouldn't actually advocate them, would we? No. Uh, but, but like you say, p- certain situations might be the only choice for some people yeah which is and ultimately it's the doctor's decision right right so you know you've got to get them referred Mm. um sometimes they're crucially needed to get things moving but yeah it's it's not that often and the thing about andy is i mean i don't know anything about um andy's situation as a performer Mm. so let's take two scenarios yep one that he is amateur um, or semi-professional, mm. and the other is that he is a worldwide megastar on tour, right? Yep. Now, they're the situations in which you know the steroid decision obviously can be made, right? Yeah. Um, or the decision to perform can be made, right? Right? Because Andy's looking for a way to get through the gigs. Mm. Right, and with laryngitis, we've kind of intimated the fact that there is no way through those gigs if you have laryngitis. You risk um, hemorrhage, polyps, all manner of stuff. You risk further abuse. Um, <clears throat> you don't want to do that. And the question is, do those gigs even require that that much risk? And this gets us onto the subject of um, how much pressure put, singers put on themselves to get out there even when they're absolutely screwed mm. because they cannot cancel that gig. Absolutely can't do it. And you've mentioned before about the, the West End Broadway responsibility or expectation, yeah. the pressure given. And again, might not actually be there because you know uh, a, a lead role has got 58 people stood behind them ready to 
ready to take the spot. But then the pressure comes because they obviously want their contract to be renewed at the end, and they don't always seem like a they don't always be seen as a pussy. Yes. All right. So it, there are there are pressures, aren't there? Yeah. There's um uh, I think definitely in theatre and a lot of other scenarios, there's pressures from the peers, like you know, in in especially in the theatre world, just from just from looking. Uh, from the outside in quite a lot of the mm. time you know there is a lot of pressure and some of the theatre forums are absolutely brutal mm. they are brutal really? some of the things people say in those places are just ridiculous right so no wonder theatre performers can feel like they really have to get out there no matter what even when they're screwed they should just must soldier through but you know in, in a lot of cases there's three four understudies ready to jump in you know so it isn't worth a hemorrhage still even mm. though there's all that pressure and a lot of pressure from singers is generated from inside themselves right mm. so lots of time it doesn't exist or lots of time it might exist but not quite to the level that's being built up in the singer themselves especially so what we're talking about is the awareness of the problem the the problems that could come from from getting out there on that day with the, with the inflammation mm -hmm. and really really accepting and protecting yourself against the problems that can happen against how much do I really have to do this gig it's always that that back and forth isn't it mm. ha, uh, truly inflammation could kill me kill my voice at the end of the day there's a f there's a few people that might look at me um like negatively if I don't do this gig kill my voice but, but I, the problem comes as we said is that a lot of people uh, maybe don't value this side as much the side where the the voice really could be damaged yes. from this that, that's where the issue lies I think because clearly if, if, if you, you saw some of the things that could happen from an inflamed voice a lot of those answers would be a lot of those questions would be answered very quickly. Yes. Definitely not doing it. That said, probably one occasion that I can think of where the performance has to go ahead and it's when you're Adele. Yeah. And you've got millions of pounds, hundreds of thousands of people working on that night. Um, one person that can do the job. Adele. And that's you. That's you. Um, is it right or wrong? Does it say something about like the expectation of contemporary singing or any singers, to be honest with you? Mm-hmm. Um, nothing we do about it. it's reality isn't it yeah and yeah they, they, they're under pressure from their management everything mm. um, the people that yeah benefit from those shows because you know some of those shows can bring in well, I can't even remember the figures but we're talking like two million three million for the biggest artists in the world so to cancel one night mm. is very expensive so the pressure to um, get that prescription for steroids is really really high and as much as yeah say if you're a singer you've got a bunch of gigs it might slightly disadvantage the venue that you're not there they might have to find someone else it's not going to ruin your career mm. so as much as you feel like this is going to be a bit of a nightmare and probably going to generate some awkward conversations you know you don't really want to make the phone call saying i'm not coming you know and get an angry promoter on your case but you've got to do it, yep. haven't you? Yep. You've got to say, I'm unable to sing. Is this venue, and you know, you've seen it, haven't you, before? Like, you know, venue of 50 people or something, yep. 100 people, unpaid, whatever. It's not worth it. No. It's not worth a hemorrhage. It's not worth irreversible damage. Yep. You've got to be in a very dire situation to not take the night off and to consider anything like steroids. Yeah.
And, and even that, that comes into lessons with the teacher as well. You know, uh, the value of the, the teacher's income mm -hmm. and living against the same problem. I, I, am I going to kill my voice and coming in and vocalizing today because it's, it's swollen? Mm -hmm. Again, exactly the same thing. No, no doubt. Don't sing. Yeah. Right? Um, the singing teacher may or may not get paid because of their cancellation pr process, right? But actually, uh, the teacher should actually... And I know, like, business, it's, it's a funny grey area, like, such a fine, always a fine line between morality and business, right? But, um, but yeah, that's why cancellation procedures are in place for the teacher to maintain an income. But equally, the teacher sh should should be caring for the singer's voice mm -hmm. in which case they shouldn't be in in that day singing right yes do you know what I mean so so um, so yeah very few occasions where you should be singing on a on a swollen larynx 100% yeah so yeah I hope that helps Andy yeah um, figure it out but the, it's a problem the advice is basically look cancel the gigs if you're not recovered yeah don't, don't I mean, do it there is no advice and there is no miracle cure no the long term, again, nutrition, steaming, that kind of stuff, it's all kind of might have a, a small effect, but, but essentially, as you say. But the, the problem it will feel for you, Andy, because, and everyone in that situation, because the pressures, the stress, all that kind of, I need something right now, and there just kind of isn't anything. No, rest. Mm. Rest and be healthy, done. Yeah. Yeah, that could have been that quick. <laughs> again. <laughs> so what's next? Shall I read this one? Yeah, you can read this one. So this is from Nick on email. Hey guys, I'm writing to you guys from Singapore. Uh, I just wanted to say I love the podcast so much and I have a quick question to ask. I've tried vocal lessons and feel that I've developed some good and bad habits. I, never, I just never felt good about the teachers in that sense. So I was wondering, how do you know if your vocal teacher is the right one for you? And this might be impossible to get an answer for. Um, impossible or just a really long-winded vague answer yeah <laughs> thanks for the great stuff you guys have been putting out really love it well thank you Nick that's awesome uh, should we let the vagueness begin then please okay. please I can't wait what are you saying then teachers how did somebody somebody wants to work on their voice wants to get into the vibe what what, what do they do it's really difficult isn't it Let's just start it with that. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. It is difficult. Every question in singing is difficult. <laughs> right? Thank you. Good night. Take care. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, man. There's just so many... There's so many eventualities. There's so many possible pitfalls in almost everything to do with singing. Well, do you know... This is just a rant, a, 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 a tangent, I'm sure. But I don't... I mean, it doesn't have to be, right? And there often isn't in the world today because people don't like it. It's probably why a lot of people don't may not watch this, right? Because people want quick fixes and a quick answer. Yeah. But anybody with a bit of sense knows that it just never works. Mm -hmm. So the, the reason why there isn't a quick answer here is because we're, we're slightly geeky like to look at every different possibility and try to answer it for everyone. Mm -hmm. So sorry about that, man. Feel free to switch off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. That said, finding a vocal coach. Some people may go the first port of call, which is uh, the website. Mm. Talking the website, right? Mm. Someone lands, or maybe you do. Maybe you do Google, right? Mm. Maybe you just do Google, and you just. Search singing teachers in your area and then you're going to get a bunch of options, aren't you? Mm. 
So let's explore the scenario. If you click on one of those websites, what are you going to go and see? Mm. And, you know, we've been to business classes before about promoting your teaching business, blah, 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 blah. As a, as a business person, there has to be some element of um, uh, a front-facing persona, yeah. you know, some form of identity that you would have on your front page, emblazoned, you know, this is me, this is kind of my vibe. Talking perceived value. Perceived value, personality as well. Mm. So, you know, they're going to want you to f feel like, or gonna, they're going to make you want to feel something about them, you know, mm. whether they want it to be professional, fun, I don't know, maybe they're more targeted towards children, so it would be more like that. Yeah. But um, the perceived value for me is a big one because anybody looking to drag some clients in can do it very well based on perceived value. Mm. And perceived value for anyone out there who's like, what does that really mean? It's, it's how you're viewed in the public eye. And that can be obviously bolstered by sometimes untruthful statements or little bendings of the truth and in singing teachers obviously one of the main ones is going to be the celebrities that they've worked with or the names that are possibly there or the shows that they've been involved with or even past performance credits or anything like that so there's a lot of that out there isn't there which is interesting because sorry to jump in but um oftentimes with celebrities the actual if there has been interaction with a celebrity, it's often very on the outside. Mm -hmm. You're drafted in once in a while to do some stuff. What you're allowed to do with them is limited mm -hmm. because they've got a certain style and everything they've got to hold on to. So in fact, if you're looking for someone to work on your voice, it, again, doesn't really mean anything mm -hmm. just because they work with someone. Yes. But the way that we work, it just starts to switch on yeah hey, hey listen it might be different if that testimonial for instance is from the celebrity themselves yes yeah you know talking specifically about how you've helped them i mean it's that's amazing yes. i think that's brilliant you know yeah. but those types of claims seldom come with that yeah don't get me wrong testimonials and everything are really great mm -hmm. some of them are really awesome but um if you're looking at a teacher it can't be why you choose them, mm. in my opinion. Mm. Because so, you know what it's like? Some of the opportunities we've had have been because we were at the right place at the right time and we knew the right people. You know, It wasn't necessarily because we were, um, first and foremost, our skills were thoroughly assessed. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Fortunately, we put our work in, so you know, we've got something to offer. But you know, when, when someone just likes you and trusts you, you tend to get you know the job mm. right so the fact that people have may have worked with celebrities or not again it's just neither here or there we have to look at their training as well in my opinion um so on their website you may see more information about their training so would you always classify if we're doing step by step the first step would be website kind of perceived value against what they're saying and then the second would be the training aspect yes and kind of kind of split them up into two slightly different things because the training could be actual value yep you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like perceived value versus what they can really offer yeah, you. Yeah. And yeah, you, the reason why number one is perceived value is because that's what you get barraged with, first of all. Yeah. That's what they want you to see. Yeah, yeah. But the training in the background, that can be a double-edged sword, right? Because somebody may have been trained um, by someone well-respected, in which case, you know, I guess it can hold some weight. They may have trained in a specific technique you know, for you nerds out there, like a still or speech level singing or something like that, um, they all have value too. 
they may have a standard qualification like a university degree or whatever. I mean, I've got a personal opinion. I don't want to undervalue anything, right? Because everything has its value. But mm. I'm not always very swayed by standard qualifications. Like if someone has a degree in vocals, um, or even a master's, you know, sometimes they, they teach you certain things, but pedagogy and very up-to-date, effective voice training, I haven't seen that much in proper university mm. qualifications. Personally, I could be looking at the wrong courses, but again, I don't think there's any more credibility in a degree than there is um, an affiliation with someone like speech level singing or a still. Mm. I don't think that th I don't think they should be distinguished. They both have their merits and they both mm. have their disadvantages. Truthfully, yeah. You know, you've done that video before with um, uh, I think it was Natalie and I and a few other mm. people talking about grades. You yeah. know, yeah, and yeah. the fact that you know you may have grade eight singing going on to a diploma mm. that doesn't make you a good singer. You know, somebody might go and teach on the basis of that and somebody may be impressed at that qualification. Mm. But the truth is, you know, the way they're assessed, it doesn't always prove anything about that person as a singer. So right. you have to be quite wary of qualifications, right? Right. I think that that's a great link in terms of uh, why the person got there, why the teacher is doing it in the first place. Mm. I think that's really important to think about. Why? And if you can, if you can find that out when you're looking for the teacher, um, one is that they've sung before but a lot of the time when it's purely singing just from experience I've seen te the, the most teachers just crash out of the whole teaching system because actually that wasn't why they were in it they were in it because they loved music and they loved producing noise it wasn't because they wanted to help other people develop mm. you know so that's well, it just seemed like a natural progression like hey I'm a singer yeah I could be a singing teacher right. that's what people do isn't it yeah yeah but yeah so so I mean some do some don't uh, the second one would be just um, for, for the university course or uh, the, like a more generic teaching qualification mm -hmm. and they've got an interest in singing again it's got its merits that's a, those those different reasons for people becoming involved in teaching um, they really do lead on to three skills I think that a teacher has which is uh the experience. Mm-hmm. Which is mega. Yeah. Knowing, knowing you've done it, so you kind of feel what's going on. And often, like especially in the old, old days, the source of teaching was, I do it this way, so you have to do it the same way, right? And as we know, as time's gone on, it's, that isn't often the most efficient approach to teaching, right? Certainly not in technique. Technique, You right. know, like I think, I think someone's um, experience, say on stage, or with style, or... Uh, you know, someone like Katie Holmes, previous guest, you know, the experience uh, that she might offer someone, say, is a backing vocalist mm. or, you know, she's, she, don't get me wrong, brilliant, brilliant teacher as well, mm. but she has a very specific background as well, like doing backing vocals for Adele and stuff. So, yeah, I think that part of the experience is very much more directly transferable to the student, isn't it? Mm. How to sing styles, how to, how to operate in that type of industry but technique is completely out there on its own yeah because bodies are completely unique and voices come from absolutely unique places don't they towards balance and technique so a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter approach a systems approach like you said is not it's not right is it no no but then so, so the, the 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 teacher may have experience but then they also might have read some books yeah. quite a lot of books over the course of many years and so the information is there 
again, that's another skill that we're looking for in a teacher. Um, the experience, the knowledge, and then lastly, which is probably the most important, is empathy and actually dealing with other people. Mm-hmm. Like how good is that? How um, how much do people care about the other person? And again, just from observation, early on, teachers, I was this was me. Like um, I did a bit of singing. Singing for me wasn't why I did it. Like singing was just a, a means to the end. In the end, I've said it a million times before. The reason why I started singing was because of girls. It wasn't because. <laughs> I, and then and it did work. And it worked. It's brilliant. It's the best years of my life. And they're over. But um, but no. So so uh, so then it very quickly became the information and actually having this. I've I've got a purpose. Sorry, we've said inflammation so many times. I don't know. I don't know what you is it. Is that what it information. is? Information. Information. Okay, good. Having information. I had a purpose. I know this stuff. I'm clever. Look at me. And then realizing that it only gets you so far. And in fact, over the course of ten years teaching, one eleven, nearly eleven years, one to one. Now it's like. Um, dealing with people, understanding what the person wants, actually caring about them when they go away. Yeah. Um, how much are they developing? You know, funny you say that though. The, the, as you say about caring about someone, mm. it kind of it kind of just l- sent my brain off somewhere else and looking at say one of the other um, points that you made about knowledge. Mm. I think if someone really cares, they would increase their knowledge anyway, wouldn't they? Absolutely. So in a lot of ways, that whole caring business is probably quite integral to developing even the experience yep. and the knowledge anyway. Because yeah. if yeah. someone doesn't really give a shit, then they're probably not going to think about you outside the lesson, mm. not put that much effort into getting you to get it because it's so important mm. for you, you know, and they're, yeah. they're in your, or they're working towards your I goals like it, yeah. and see how important they are. But um, teachers who don't develop anymore, who... who advocate only one way of teaching or say don't take any lessons themselves or have any more experiences as far as they're concerned they're done and Mm. and they just teach the way they do I think that shows a lack of caring as well about their students progression about their own progression so I think the more you say passion and caring I think I think if someone's going to look at someone every area every area yeah I think the caring thing is so important but like I think where we're getting at is that you have to get in the room to know this, don't you? Then get in the room, yeah. I, d- I don't think you can make the right choice of a teacher without booking it, getting in the room, and leaving yourself open to having made a mistake. Yep. And, you know, wasting however much money you wasted. Like, you may pay £50, go in to have a teacher and go, yeah, they don't give a crap about me, or I don't get on with them, or I'm not sure what they were doing really helped me, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Finding a good coach is going to involve that, isn't it? Yeah. Wasting time and money, or if you're lucky, not 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 wasting anything. You know, hitting the jackpot straight away. Yeah, it's a it's a gamble to some extent. And then when you're in there, um, open mindedness when you're in the lesson, um, and uh, because that can often be a challenge for singers who have got. I know my stuff. You know, I know what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't tell me what to do. It's good. That's the most pointless thing you can do when you go into a singing yeah. lesson, right? Because um, that's what we're we're um, at risk of that as being teachers, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. Having having a bit more knowledge than the average singer going into a lesson, as we both still take lessons. You know, mm. we both still still do that so frequently that you have to just give yourself over to that lesson, don't you? Mm, yeah. And that almost is. Ian Davidson said that in his recent blog, and I, I totally agree with it. It's almost like 
that's subliminally happening as soon as the lesson starts. That even though I'm a teacher, I don't walk in there like a bullshit teacher. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just a student, I'll just go with it. Even if it seems mental, I don't actually review it at that moment. Afterwards, you review the crap out of it. Yeah, but, afterwards, yeah. and then, then I go away and think, oh my goodness, what was I doing in there? Or what were they asking of me? I didn't even get it. And sometimes I walk away just like a little bit bemused, you yeah. know? Obviously, other times I walk away going, I got loads out of that. Yeah. That was amazing. But yeah. Um, yeah, I only get that from, from... And, you know, I, I remember getting a lesson with one teacher who said, and I just think it's a mistake. She said, right, because you're a teacher, I'm really hard on you. Right, straight away. And I just thought, what, what a mistake yeah. that is. Like, why would you frame it like mm. that? Like, you, what, you want to make my life more stressful because of my experience? Like, I've come to you to develop a certain thing. I've come to you to learn about something. I don't want to feel like now I actually have a heightened um, expectation to deliver. And that, that is, that that's a and massive... that was the most stupid thing I ever heard, regardless of all the stupid, like, hold your belly and do this, blah, 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 blah. That was the most stupid thing I ever heard someone say to me in the but, lesson. But, mate, that's, that is massive, isn't it, in, in what we do? And it has been for years in, in this, this kind of pedestal, the, the singing teacher pedestal. Mm -hmm. For some, It's so strange. I'm behind the piano. Impress me. Yeah. That in itself, setting weird, like, expectations of the, of the, um, of the student. It's like, actually, flipping the other way around, students should be walking in, go, singing it, walks in and says... Treat like the friggin' doctors. Yeah. Right? Um, I need something... I, I'm, I need you to fix... I'm paying you to fix me. Yeah. Hand over the responsibility. That's what it should be, right? And that shows the level of care again in a different way. Mm. So again, we, this teacher can care by investing or has to care by investing into further education, their own voice, um, the, the, the human... Uh, what they're up to, what do they really need. Um, and then also care in terms of... Uh, I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. like for, I'm here to help you. And it's, on all those levels of care can be really hard to gauge in a lesson. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I, it's, we've all got different levels of EQ and all that kind of stuff. But, but yeah. I think it really needs, it's, it is the care. Because I, I actually also compare it to if I had to go and see a personal trainer now. You know, my brother's a personal trainer. Um, we've had a lot of experience in that world and, and uh, researching all that stuff as well. And, I've got some, I've got problems, you know, like my, I've got arthritis in my hip. I love doing stuff. And you, you look at me and go, he's buff. <laughs> <laughs> no, you look at, you look at me and somebody might look at me and go, he can handle Take some. your t-shirt off now. Don't need Let's to. Let's see how good it is. Don't need to. It's winter. Give me a few months. There's some there in there. Give me a few There's months. There's some there in there. Not as much as that. No, no, Tuscany killed me. What were you eating? Parmesan. Straight from the block. <laughs> um, they might look at me and go, uh, I can't say this without sounding like a twat. And they might look at you me. You've sounded like a twat right from the start. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think you're going to make it any worse. Um, he can do stuff. He can get on the treadmill and run. He can, you know, the, the, the simplest of stuff you can do in a gym. But actually, no, I can't run on treadmill. Um, I can't do double leg squats because my whole pelvis is out of line. And I can. And so, um, really, and so I'm, I'm, I'm worried, scared about going into and seeing a post trainer and, and like being and, and, and having to say, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that. Because mm -hmm. I really, truly believe there'd be some PTs out there that wouldn't take that into account. It's like, yeah, just say, shut up, get on with it, get you on pussy. With it. Again, again, we're back to the. 
Back to the, Back to the inflammation. <laughs> inflammation. <laughs> so acknowledging how much they care about you in that hour is massive nick yeah. like i think that's the biggest the biggest thing and and how do you figure that out like in the lesson you can figure that out you can figure that out by teachers that offer their time to give free value you know free content free value to people they're the best you know when they're sat on it you know the whole whole day is just recording stuff. editing spending money to do it um just yeah why do we do it I don't care. I've just realised I don't care about anyone. About myself. About myself. Anyway. Um, I think what... <laughs> anyway. It's always nice when the teacher can answer your questions as well. You, you do hear it just like, just do it. Mm. Don't, just get on with it. Mm. Like, or, or get a little bit angry that you might question their mm. method. So... You know, you could, that's probably another way of testing the water a little bit. Don't want to play games or anything, but, you know, you, maybe you'll have a genuine question and it just gets met with an adverse reaction or no answer. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah, or yeah. Just, just move on. It's too complicated yeah. for your tiny little mind. Yeah, you know, you some, <laughs> some people would undermine you like that. But, but I really need to know. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd just like to know, you know. And uh, yeah, there's, so, there's so much. It's very, very difficult. But um, if the teacher can record your lesson and you can review it, you can review all this stuff. Technique can be mental, can't it? Mm. And uh, it can be um, or require very odd things for you to do with your voice. So you can't really judge the teacher on the stuff they ask you to do as long as maybe after you've tried it out that you do improve. Mm. Are you improving? Or are you just either going backwards or just not feeling much at all, you know? Don't yeah. be afraid to try other people out. I think that's the key, isn't it? But yeah. you've got to groove with that person, haven't you? Yeah, because that is a, like, it's no bad thing if you don't get on that first lesson mm -hmm. because not everyone's going to fit with everyone. Yeah. You know, it's like... You know, boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. You know, some work, some don't. I'm very compatible, I think, with most. And that's one reason why you're not. Everyone. Um, uh, we did get a little Snapchat, didn't we? Do you want to get it out? Yeah. Um, uh, Claire on Snapchat. How about I? How about I snap chat you reading out Claire's Snapchat? All right. Let's do that then. All right then. Hold on, hold on, is this good for everyone else back home? Because is this good for you, Nick, with your question? Mm. Sorry. Um, right. Um, Go for it. Let's. Uh, Claire from Snapchat, she says, being able to see their methods online, which is a really interesting point, isn't it? Yeah. Which is where, um, again, the front-facing persona... Yeah, if you're a little bit self-conscious with your method, you might not want to do that. But if you've got something that you feel confident as being, I don't know, a really good something that someone can perform or try out at home, and you put that on a video or a blog post, yep, or something on your page. I've had this on my page. I put up the simple vowel substitution thing. So many people have come through and said, I tried that. It's really interesting. Worked for this, blah, 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 mm. blah. I'd like to book a lesson, right? Mm. So... Um, that's already got those clients or, or singers invested in the effectiveness of the training. Mm. You know, it's already broken down that barrier of, I don't know whether you can help me or not. Yeah. It's obvious from this you can. one thing that you can, right? So mm. for coaches out there, I guess that's more of a business lesson, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you try and keep all that stuff because people will judge you on it, you mm. know, you might find, oh, what if I'm talking shit? I don't know if, I don't know if my methods are actually really very good. 
You've got to be more confident than that. You've yep. got to be. You've got to be even pseudo confident and put it out there. But for cl- for people looking for teachers, that will that will obviously help them to decide better. And Certainly going to help Nick if there's anyone in his area. Yeah. That has put something online and seems really really seems like they could get on in the video. Like I like that person yeah. and what they're saying makes sense and made a difference in me straight away. Then bosh, yeah, you know, it's going to yeah. make a decision much easier. Yeah, Claire nailed it. Well done, Claire. Yeah, but I would also say on the back of the, the teacher kind of business side of stuff is that it shoot me down. I'm ready. But... You know you're going anyway. I'm going. I'm going, <laughs> baby. Um, for some reason in the singing teaching world, there are a lot of teachers that will be, I do everything. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. And, and, and there will be, and you can create a, a career doing that. But I see the biggest value, like anything else in life, no one can do everything. Mm-mm. So as soon as you actually niche it down and go, this is my skill. This is, and I understand that, and I was and still am scared of everything. No, scared of <laughs> uh, uh, niching down because you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss some people. Like if, if I say I'm all about um, musical theatre, then what about the art, the, the artist development guide? What mm, about the contemporary people? If I say, and this is probably, if I say I'm all about hobbyists, like it's a tricky one actually, because a lot of hobbyist singers won't want to be classed as a hobbyist singer. So there's right. a way of saying it, right? But but the biggest market out there probably of singers is people that do it because they just want to sing, they just want to mm-hmm. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There's the biggest market out there. There's so much value in that for the, for singers as well. If more teachers did it. Yeah. This is my thing. 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 Well, yeah, that you, you know, know that special. It's like a specialism, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like if a teacher has specialised, they've been in the game long enough to decide that, mm. and they care enough, yeah, to have gone and geeked out on a particular subject, so they're awesome at it. Yep. Again, I think from what you said before about caring, it it definitely feeds back to. Oh, hang on a minute. That person actually does care. Mm. That might well be another reason to choose a teacher yeah and maybe nick actually has some uh specialism that he wants to work on as Mm. well so if he finds quite a niche teacher in rock or whatever maybe that's going to also increase the fit rather than going with someone incredibly general Mm. you know yeah totally 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 totally. Um, but there is yeah there was one other point that i wanted to make very briefly about experience and uh, I just want to make it clear that experience is quite specific isn't it right it's not necessarily the amount of years in the game but it's the amount of time in the studio or time with voices so you know there might be somebody out there who's been teaching five lessons a week for 10 years Mm. which is quite possible you know for a lot of singing teachers it is a bit part-time you know Um, whereas somebody who's teaching 25 lessons a week could have as much experience as them in two years. I hope I've got the maths right there. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. But, uh, <laughs> Tyra. Um, yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I've, I really feel, really feel the time spent in the studio is absolutely crucial. So yeah. Yeah, you know, then you can get into like thousands and thousands of lessons talk, can't you? I agree, yeah. You know, and uh, on that note, I'll uh, quote um, our good friend, and uh, incredible voice coach, Mr. Greg Enriquez at this point. I remember mm-hmm. him saying back in the day that when he first started teaching, that he he made a mission, he made the choice that he was going to teach the first 1,000 hours for free because he, wow. just wanted, he just wanted to get 1,000 hours under his belt because he knew that that was where the money was. Mm. You know, all these different things. Of, we said about experience in singing, 
knowledge gained, empathy, those three things, if you've got a balance, good balance of those things and you're practicing it day after day after day, hour after hour after, like that's going to be, you, well done, like you're going to be awesome. Yeah, and it, all of those weird situations that happen in voice, some of the real, the real puzzles and riddles out there, and they're, they're quite actually quite frequent, aren't mm-hmm. they? God, you're going to see them more often, aren't you? Yep. You can only experience it and figure it out. Student-centred learning. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I hope that helps Nick at least try and look into a few different areas. But Probably not. I think, what was that on the vagometer? Probably quite... Seven. Did we almost blow it then? I almost blew it up. Seven or eight, I reckon. Yeah, good, good. Great, yeah. Nick. Uh, again, good luck, you, Nick. I think we should end, end every question like that to the, to, the, to the listener. Are we doing that good luck thing? Just good luck. Good luck with that. Yep. All right. Book a lesson, though. Just book one. And uh, think about it when you're there. <laughs> so that's it. That's, that's 37. It's longer than, it, than we planned. Again. Um, Sorry about that. It's more value, if anything. Yep. Um, but uh, we're on Snapchat. Snapchat is going crazy. So I'd just say, if we've got one... Let's do two. Let's give two things that we'd like people to do after, uh, at the end of this episode one is to if you're not already on snapchat um you're a bit scared of it it's a bit strange some of the probably kids, think the, you're too old the kids do yeah um do it now because you'll only end up doing it in a year's time anyway um when the rest of them go all your mates yeah so um yeah and and, and get in touch because it's not just a, a one-way thing you know we do dish out some quality <laughs> but um but and there is interaction now whatever that means it's like an upside down running man i think um, there is some interaction yeah people there? are there's lots of people messaging us and, and singing at us and stuff which is really nice yeah. isn't it yeah it's good to see so we're, we're naked vocalist naked vocalist on snapchat facebook forward slash tnv questions get on the page start asking questions we won't do twitter there's, there's, there's your two let's, let's leave it with two because when we say well, I, I feel like we can give them one more, but then they, everyone might just be like, oh, God, like, how much do you want me to think about? Yeah, God. Because you want me to get on Snapchat? Yes, we do. And then... Facebook, who Facebook. isn't? Um, so let's, yeah, maybe leave it there. All right. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, alternatively, just go on our website. You <laughs> couldn't leave it. Couldn't do you it. couldn't. That's important, that one. Do you want to give them the home address as well? Yes, yeah. I do. TheNakedVocalist.com. No, your home address. No, I don't want to give them my home address. Might as well. No. Um, however, you will find the supporting blog posts on there for every episode and our new series of vocal coaches dropping bombs. Yeah. Which is really good. Really that, good. They'll just keep coming, keep coming. The best from around the world. Yep. Uh, so please get on all of our channels and interact. But for now, we'll just see you for some more vague waffle next time. Cheers. Cheers.